Hello everyone, welcome to Season 2, Episode 3 of Deploy the Garrison. I'm your host, Chris, joined today by Zach. How are you, Zach? Good, Chris. I see you're going in order of proximity to most recent birthday this week. No, I, I was going to swap it about and then messed up because I realized that I started for you last week. So right. I'm just blatantly rubbing it. Like, no, I don't care that it was your birthday recently. I just hate Alan. You must be so embarrassed. Your your plan was foiled. I mean, I was, I was skating hoist, way too long. Hoisted by my own petard. Yep. How are you, Alan? I'm, I'm doing well. Um, even even with that blatant slight to your honor that I've just gone sacked twice in a row now. I'll, I'm ignoring it. I'm being the the bigger the bigger man. Alan's yep. gonna use that to motivate him at Worlds. He's gonna be down also, in the game. He's gonna be like, "Listen, Alan, if you lose this game, Chris is gonna say Zach's name first again in the next podcast. <laughs> it's gonna be the chip on his shoulder that drives him." Oh my gosh! Uh, he's gonna I beat Luke need... Cook, and he's gonna be like, "Don't roll crits. Be mad at Chris." Yep. 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 Happy birthday, uh, Zach! By the way, happy birthday, and, Chris. Uh, I mean, I'm and gonna be honest. birthday, Chris, but you know, it, whatever. It, I don't know. It's closer to my birthday than it is to Zach's because time doesn't move backwards. Oh, well, whatever. You know, it's a whole year until Zach's birthday. Time is a flat uh, circle. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's closer okay. on the flat circle to the past and the present or the future. So, in honor of Zach's birthday, we are just letting him do whatever he wants. You know. <laughs> Like Zach gets to pick the officer's mess, he gets to pick the flight deck, he gets to decide if what? we talk about X-Wing all day, he can revisit bad ideas, it'll be fine. Um, so you've got a bunch of stuff because you've played a bunch of events, right? Yeah, I played two events since we last did this. Yeah, and then you had a good idea for the main topic. So. Yeah, I, I had photo that last week. I guess we'll start with a little bit of news. Um, in case people saw, I think the Inquisitor release date got moved back slightly, but it will still be legal for Adepticon because in the Legion player packet, don't, there are don't no do rules. It. Don't <laughs> I hated you so much today. <laughs> I'm like, why, why are you like this? <laughs> I, was, I don't know if you guys have ever heard the expression, the Airbud rule. Um, I can't remember which FFG designer talked about it. So if you're not familiar with the movie Airbud, this any of them, uh, they all center around teaching a dog to play sports with children, and the dog is allowed to play on the premise that there nowhere in the rules does it say the dog can't play. Um, which is a terrible way to interpret any rules. But uh FF one of the FFG designers was like, Yeah, we spend an inordinate amount of time uh obsessing about people applying the Airbud rule to our games. So me being the reasonable adult slash player of games that I am, um, the X-Wing release that was going to come out right before Worlds got pushed back to the 15th. I think all the releases that were going to be right before Worlds are all the 15th now. And um, the X-Wing packet has a very clear uh, product must be available by March 8th to be legal in Worlds, um, which was a whole other topic. I do think that's more reasonable for X-Wing. Um, a reminder, ships can move in entirely different ways in X-Wing. When Legion's units start coming in and say, don't use the movement tool, we'll talk uh, about, you know, <laughs> needing a bigger window. Uh, 
But I so I went to look to see what it was for Legion, and it's just not there's no mention of product legality. So I was like, cool. My list is gonna be I'm gonna run uh, all the unreleased specters. Uh, so I'm gonna run Han- uh, Kanan, Hera, and Ezra, and then I'm gonna run the unreleased Rebel Saboteurs as I imagine them, and then I'm probably gonna put Wedge Commander from our uh, previous episode or where we um, wish listed with a. Uh, uh- our, Evan, uh, and that's visit, gonna be my list. Uh, that wasn't our episode. That was our guest appearance. Yeah, that was, that was when we guested on. Yeah, yeah. But um, I mean, nowhere in the rules does it say I can't do that. Uh, he says very facetiously for those of you who can't see my face. There's, there's also nowhere in the rules that says he can. There's actually nothing that says what product is legal, other than it must be. Actually, the one thing that got me is it must be um entirely i think they worded it as like 95 percent amg product or something um and clearly identifiable is what it is so the only hang up is i would have to use the imperial assault minis um but with that being I the believe only AFG, rule, no, i believe um ffg owns imperial assault because it's a board game oh true maybe unclear unclear shut a point period Oh, there we go. Yeah, I can use Shatterpoint minis and Legion. It's come full circle, guys. We got oh it. Oh my gosh. So Whoa, I'll take Iron wow. Man for Captain America. I, I hate you so yep. much. Yep. Yeah, give me Darth Vader and Captain America. That's, yeah. that's my list. But um, yeah, so uh, just minor update. Um, You have less time to, to paint than you thought you did if you're running Inquisitors at Worlds. Um, but so for our officer's mess, I, per our discussion last week, got a bunch of games in with Ewoks. Um, I went to two tournaments. I'm going to do things sort of in reverse order because... Um, if I'm you going want to, it's your birthday. Uh, you know, you can cry uh, if you want to. You know, I'm I'm feeling better. Dry January's over, uh, so we killed a bottle of wine tonight. <laughs> um, I have a heater working again. You know, I, I went through the... I didn't have a heater in my house. Uh, it has been like 10 days since anything terrible happened. I'm feeling awesome. Um, so uh, my first tournament um, was out in, oh God, I don't remember. I think they were both in the, Mad- oh no, it was Madison area. Um, I don't remember which store. In Ma- oh, Noble Knights. And they have online shipping, uh, an online store, and they have a fantastic store. Um, it is a, It was an awesome play space. The staff was great. Um, definitely one of the better staffs I've met in a while um especially this side of the pandy so my first round was against sean and i'm gonna save uh my game against sean till the end but um by all accounts i lost um or the score sheet says i the the tournament software we put me in as a loss um because i conceded and i'll come back to that uh so my second game i played against uh, a guy named declan who actually I was really excited because this was the first tournament that the other two Zacks in the basement that I played with uh, went to. And Declan played all three of us at this tournament. Um, so <laughs> he, he got the tournament of Zacks, the yeah, gauntlet played, of Zacks. He, he played three Zacks. Uh, so amazing. Yeah. Um, he had kind of a, a neat hodgepodge uh, separatist list. Um, his paint. His painting was awesome for his first tournament, but he had like a snail and that he was using to deliver some black suns up. Um, and he had a flame spider and a bunch of B1s and a super tack and some magnus. Um, 
I, unfortunately for him, had a lot of range pierce. Uh, so I ate his Black Suns up pretty quick. And then I made him really sad because I log trapped his um, flame spider and then charged it with the Ewoks and got it down to uh, that had the axe and got it down to one. Um, so we, I basically killed it before um, he, he then self-destructed. He didn't get to shoot any Ewoks with it. He was really sad. He had his flame spider ready for Ewoks. The Ewoks tore its legs off and killed it. Um, How rude. It, yeah. So it was intercept. Um, we were getting a little low on time, and it was turn four or five, but um, I had killed... The snail was at, like, one or two. I had killed everything except the B1s on his back point, um, so it was pretty clear that I was going to get the win. Um, the one good shot he got from his uh, snail um, was into a unit of commandos that had heavy cover. I'm sorry, from his B1s, they... Um, they had cover and they were partially obstructed from it, so he couldn't wipe the whole squad, so it limited the number of wounds that he did. Um, and I think it was also on the reckless diversion turn. Um, so he had to split his longer range weapons on the snail that turn into a squad of commandos further away. Um, so that that worked pretty well for me. Um, sorry about the mess, was really awesome. Um, reoccurring theme through all this. Uh, for people that, like me, kind of joined before the Han buff and have been just trying to find a home, uh, I was surprised at how good Sorry About the Mess was uh, through both tournaments. It was one of my, it felt like one of my best cards every time I played it. Um, so yeah. I, I, yeah. Um, it's yeah, annoying. It's Yeah, it's. I mean, it's real good. Um, uh, change change of plans, also super annoying. Yeah, I, I didn't get as many big but change Han's of plans. cards are all really good. Yes, yeah, they are. I didn't they act with cool. as many big change of plans off as I thought I would. Um, but yeah, sorry Yoda? about the mess was I I did and I'll get there. Um, okay. So yeah, I won that one. It was um I think it was it was major offensive. And, um, I don't remember the condition. I could look it up, but it didn't super matter. Um, I think it was one of the ones dealing with suppression, which is nice because Ewoks don't care about it. Um, and then, uh, like I said, intercept all my games. I, I got intercept on basically all of my games, um, which is like my best objective. So don't do that, people. Um, or do. Please do. Uh, <laughs> um, and then my last round was against my good buddy, Zach Reynolds. We paired into each other. Um, important spoiler, I have still never lost to another Zach in a tournament with stakes. Um, lost to Zach Bart at a warm-up tournament once. Doesn't count, Bart. Uh, so we had a really cool game. Um, we had quite, I wish I had written down all the permutations that were in play with our last veto. Um, because it was the way our vetoes were, I think we wound up, yeah, we used his deck and I basically had my choice of playing, um, payload on major offensive or, um intercept on hemmed in and i chose intercept and i was red um and what i managed to do is the board was kind of sparse which favored him because he had the better um he was playing four taunt he was playing echo base with four tons um so he had a real gun line or real ish um but i was man i managed to whittle it down enough and there was a big line of sight blocker it was a crashed lat that i could hide behind on the right uh intercept point so he had to overcommit to get to it. So on the last turn, 
I was able to fall back to um, take the center and the left point. And then um, I had actually fully won the left point. So my stuff converged to the center um, and kind of overwhelmed them there. And then the whole game, I was just with the tons, you have to be really strategic in how you whittle them down. I was able to get the little bit of shooting that I had consistently into tons before they activated and started getting their pile of dodges. Um, so that, you know, much like bikes um, with those units, it does mitigate their firepower a little bit. Uh, so that one up being a really fun and intense game. Um, and then, so my second tournament was at uh, Warp Storm in Milwaukee proper. Um, first tournament I got to actually sleep in for a little, which was nice. But uh, that one I sucked a little. I, I lost the first round kind of in similar circumstances to um, the last tournament, but more agree, a little more aggressively. Um and then I played Tom, who I adore, and he was playing uh, a Wookiee spam. Um, I made a couple mistakes against Tom that I wish I could have back. My order of operations was not good with my Ewoks. Um, he was playing Yoda Wookiees. I had a squad that he based with Yoda on the size matters uh, sometimes turn. Um, or is it is that the Yoda Chewie backpack one? Yeah. Size matters uh, sometimes. Yeah. I I call it the backpack card Um, (laughs) where I I had a unit in melee that could have aimed and attacked either of Yoda or Chewbacca. And I just like wanted to go with another squad first when I pulled the order token and um, got it basically wiped before it could do anything. And there were um, he, we were on that one was again, intercept rapid reinforcements and major. He got way too aggressive with some Wookiees that he rapid reinforced in. And I thought I had a good screen between them and Han with my um one of my regular squads of Ewoks and I did not so I took five wounds on Han for uh basically missing and letting him get a charge in. I went um <laughs> he did five wounds, I rolled five blanks and on canny lucked into five more blanks uh or into three more blanks. So that was super cool. Um it was a little salty there. And then yeah on the last turn um we had both worn each other down pretty well. But what he managed to do was um, I couldn't get my Chewbacca out quick enough. I had blown C's earlier. Um, my His Chewie was almost dead. I needed, and mine was enraged. I needed to charge his Chewie with my Chewie um, to contest both points. So both of my first games, through different reasons, um, they went to time super early. Um, and then both of us, uh, or, you know, very few, we got very few turns in. Um, the Warp Storm one, like, was kind of exasperated because I was a little tilted by it because the table was too narrow. Um, it was like four or five inches too narrow. Um, so Jay and I, my opponent, his name's Jay, he and I were, like, both tilted by this. And we're like, well, let's get it right. You know, we're playing intercept. It says half. So, like, we went to the store, and the store had a measuring tape for 40K players and use that to like measure our deployment zones proportionally and everything. It's so, like, we didn't start to like 30 minutes in because we were, you know, measuring and getting everything right because that was kind of messy. Um, and with Sean too, my game against Sean, um, it was only like my second or third game with the Ewok list. So like I had to look up a lot of my cards and, you know, call for rulings and stuff. Um, so we only got to like turn three um, and I technically won against Sean, but he, he had a lot of healthy pikes um it was intercept and he had a big ball of pikes on the leftmost objective that i didn't get as much damage into as i thought i would with um 
Wicket and my two charge squads. He had bountied Wicket with Bosk. Um, and then I, I had my rightmost point, and I had the middle point on turn three. But if we completed a game, he he would have won. So um, I conceded to him. And then J2, Jay and I both had invites for our main game. There was nothing really on the table for us. Um, and I was, like, really flustered because our game was starting so late. And I'm like, I don't want to get a reputation as a slow player or anything. So, like, partway through, I told Jay, I'm like, you know, you're trying pieces for your world's list. I was like... He was playing a, a pretty typical um, IG-88 palp list. Uh, it was the first real palp list. I like typical, typical palp, you know, palp and something that wants to shoot twice kind of thing that I had played. Um, and I was like, listen, man, I'll, you tell me when you're, you felt like you got enough data, but I'm just going to concede here. Um, Cause both times, like, I don't know what the etiquette is. I'm going to keep practicing the Ewoks to try and get a little faster. Oh, and I got the buy in the last round of the Warp Storm tournament, so I just went home. Um, but I I don't want to slow play people. I don't want to take turns away from them. I don't want them to have to play a game that's fundamentally different from what they signed up for. I like, you know, I, I do like finding the paradigm shifts. You know, with X-Wing, I, I really like stress control mechanics. Um, you know, I like this, this horde army that occupies a lot of space, um, you know, where at, at times we're not even super concerned about the dice rolls. It's very positional with the Ewoks. Um, and I, I, I like that and I enjoy that, but, um, you know, I, I haven't figured out how to, cause like every time you move them, you've got to be thinking about cohesion, and really taking advantage of the cover because they need that low profile. That's their defense. That's what you're paying for because you have yeah. seven models. Um, spacing can be a little tough and you do want to make sure that, um, you know, whenever you can hide one around a corner to protect them from full squad wipes. Um, yeah. You know, sap your opponent's firepower. Like that's, that's the game you're playing. Um, and like, it's neat and interesting to me fundamentally, but yeah, I'm, most of my other games were, you know, Tom and I, um, Tom plays with a great pace too. And like, you know, we had aggressive armies, so we got there. We actually got to turn six. Oh yeah. Um, Tom was the game. I changed the plans before I get too far. He had Yoda. I changed the plans Yoda. He just did some other Yoda garbage BS that let him break yeah. a different set of rules. Afterward, him and Tyler talked with me and they were like, yeah, I mean, that was probably the best time to play it, but it didn't really matter. And I was like, I'm still struggling with that. <laughs> like, I, I mean, I just said it out loud. Uh, Yoda's like, hot. I mean, generally, from my experience of playing Yoda, yeah, you only, uh, in any given turn, you only really have two options for which command card to play. And generally, either one of them's going to be fine, and you're going to yeah. get it back anyway. So, yeah. yeah, it's pretty hard. Unless you save unless they've saved size matters not all luminous yeah. beings, depending what kind of game they're playing and then you played on yeah. the last turn to counter it that's the only yeah. good time in my mind you know what i mean right yeah where they don't have the the turn app they don't have turn seven to to recover yeah. oh if you if they've got size matters not in um in the discard pile in turn five play it then so that they can't play the two pip to get it back you know yeah. you know you can't yeah. swing the one to get that back to stop it coming in the last turn but sure you're so many layers deep at that point and were it me 
I would be prepping to kind of bait it out soon. You know what I mean? There's so many times yeah. um, I, I would keep... So yeah, I suppose, I... Can't swing size matters not at turn six is probably the best play for that because okay. giving him the um, the full bounce around ability to... He can do so much in that turn to kind of clear out objectives, um, double force yeah. push, you know... There's a lot yeah, that, he can do. So that of course requires keeping Han alive till that, well, that round. Well, look, man, I'm just. I, <laughs> I do see why other people put esteemed on him too. I thought between Chewie and low profile and uncanny luck and my own experience against Han, um, you know that there there would be some measure of. Uh, you know, real defense there. And it just, it did not manifest. Yeah. I usually don't solve the ball dice too hard, but <laughs> I mean, if, if you've got, if you've got a clone fire sport where you've got, you know, 12 or 13 hits coming in. Yeah. You get rid of three, you got 10 left. I mean, it's, it's, it's going to get them yeah. pretty low, pretty in a hurry. Um, yeah. Just, just the full blank outs. I, Two of my games, two of my five games that I played that um, where Han died, he had a, a a blank out into a blank out off of the uncanny luck, and that was like a little, <laughs> little rough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's like, and, and it's it. You know, I it realize it's like psychological, and I don't want to gripe about dice too hard. I'm just admitting my own failure here, right? Like, like I said, especially the one. Um, I, I I thought I screened him sufficiently to keep the Wookiees off, and I didn't because I was just not. I was a little lazy when I moved him back because I did a you know pop over shoot you pop back, um, and I just didn't you know create enough space off of it. And I so with um, but you know it's like you roll five uh, all blanks whatever I got on Candy Luck, and you're like if you get one back you're like yeah Candy Luck good job, and it's just, no suck it again. So. It is is un uncanny luck basically the heroic of Legion? I don't know because it has a real <laughs> mathematical it has a real mathematical effect because it triggers like you're more likely it just, to roll. It blanks. automatically triggers, yes. It, it, you yeah. don't have to get all blanks, of course, but I'm, yeah, I'm saying that tongue in cheek, of course, <laughs> yeah. where people are like, you know, heroic save me or you know, uncanny <laughs> luck save me. And then it That's doesn't. the thing that amused me about what Zach was saying earlier, because Zach's words were, and my experience against Han. Yeah. Zach only remembers every time he shot Han and he rolled two out of five and then Uncanny looked into the other three. Yeah. Zach doesn't remember the times where his opponent's hand just died. Yeah. Yep. Well, usually... Yeah, yeah, that, that's what amused me. Yeah, it, that's, the yeah. heroic is a good, a good reference to that. Yeah, usually when I've played against Han in other games, um, because of the close range or whatever I'm playing, like usually it's the the Han's range two is the story of the game where it's um he either got to range two and got to start dancing around terrain and, and massacring me, or I never let him get really close enough to be anything other than um a squad leader with health, you know, with a lot of health. Um, yeah. So yeah, so that's kind of where oh good. No, I was just gonna say in regards to your the whole thing with um just moving your six man units, making sure they're in cover. Like cover's easier to come across now, but like positioning is super important, especially when you're trying to get into melee and everything like that. Yeah. But I wonder if it's just a muscle memory thing where you can you know, you get into a familiar situation where it's like, okay, I can get this close, I can 
with these, you know, just repetition where you just don't yeah. have that muscle memory, for lack of a better term, for moving and engaging with Ewoks. And also, I wonder if because you're running like the 12 pack version right now, right? You're yeah, not running the fort, you're not running the 14. Yeah, I need another um, four squads actually of Ewoks to get to 14. Yeah, so if maybe you just don't you just don't have the practice but also you don't have the the threat saturation of the extra you know two yeah so like i have to be more careful is you have to be it. super careful whereas yep. when you have six squads of six or seven ewoks running at them yes you're going to lose one or two on the on the way yeah. in but but you have the extra meat to to have that ablative squad or two yeah um, I don't know. Just, just thinking, because so yeah. while you were playing, I was just watching uh, LVO, um, and the two rebels that made it were fourteen act Ewok mm -hmm. list. So, um, it seems, and again, it's it's more a player than list, but you know, when two of the lists are the fourteen act version, I mean, they were they were not carbon copies of each other. They had their own. Yeah, that was flavor. interesting. They had their own flavor, to, distinct flavor, to be sure. But I okay, they had their own flavor. Distinct is probably not the correct word yeah. because they're both fourteen act Ewoks. Um, yeah, I, I'm not laughing too hard. It's okay. okay. <laughs> but so I don't know. Yeah, I think it, I think they were part of it, it is really the list. A, a bid part of it is the practice. Them. Yeah. Um, but I got I, a game. I in. Do... It was a test game. So I just wanted to quickly touch on Zach's concerns about time and stuff like that, obviously. I do think that in your earlier experiences with that list, you're over-indexing on being precise when you don't need to, which, you, you know what I mean? You want to, as soon as you can start identifying, this move doesn't matter, so you can kind of for, speed up that way, if that yeah. makes sense. Like, you don't have to be precise when... Um, your opponent needs to do seven things in a specific order to be able to get there to make it worth, you know, that's yeah. how you kind of speed your overall play up. Yeah, like so. you're you're double moving from line of sight blocker to a line of sight blocker. You just, you move, you move, you put everybody behind there. It doesn't but have it, to be yeah. precise or something, it's, you know. That type uh, of thing. As a, and a, so this is a stupid example just to hammer a point home. So please understand I'm not calling you an idiot. It's just to kind of, you know, but limited, visibil limited visibility. Yeah. All right, none of those moves matter. Well, if it's <laughs> you know not I mean? limited vis, we have some close deployments, so they do. <laughs> no, but you know what I mean? Like yeah. that, like um, if you play My one ATSC match, is to vis, differ. Yeah. <laughs> but, but how, well, uh, no, I'm not gonna get. I'm not gonna end rabbit hole. You're not gonna suck me in. You, you, you almost got me. I could feel the hook just sink, just yeah. just shocking me. No, no, let it go. So, so you're saying, oh, you, you got a game in, yeah? Yes. But we're yeah, gonna I stop did. for Zach Show for just a minute, so just, we can give Alan his time. And okay, what what was your main topic, Zach? That's it. We're done. Oh, <laughs> Sorry, uh, Alan. Go go with you again. <laughs> so I did a so on my. Um, my my road to worlds i'm trying to settle on a list and i wanted to try double dark troopers because i haven't played with dark troopers in a while and i want to see how they do against a guard list so um a local buddy of mine we he played the lvo winning list so the 
Obi, Padme, Cody list versus a double dark remnant list. Uh, Cody's really good into dark troopers, especially if you don't use your line of sight blockers properly. Um, and it took a while, but essentially it came down to I traded all of my dark troopers for Obi-Wan and a couple of wounds on Cody. It, uh, it did not go well. We didn't finish the game just because um, we were a little pressed for time and um, we were taking it very slow, being very methodical on um, a good idea versus bad idea and making sure that he made the optimal moves as the clone player to make sure that I had a hard, as hard a match as I could so I could stress test the list. Um, there's a couple of deployment and strategy mistakes that I think could have made the game closer, and I don't know if it would have tilted it enough in my favor to use the line of slight blockers better. Basically, there was one in the middle that was slightly to my left of middle on intercept. Um, and if I had... So the, the map was uh, major offensive, uh, intercept, transmissions, and I don't... The conditions was uh, war-weary. So what I could have done is in the skinny part of um, major offensive, deployed my dark troopers there and moved towards the center. But instead I put them in the, the corner of the square and tried to go up around lines of sight blockers yeah. that way. Problem with that is because you can only single move per activation, I could not get the squads over and up fast enough. And also that particular building wasn't close enough to the middle that I had to be exposed for a lot longer than I probably should have been. So I made a tactical error, but, um, and I was also just trying to see if that list kind of gelled with me. I think it's a good list. I played it poorly, but I don't know if it's what I want to take to Worlds over other other things. It was interesting. I, I think I could have played it better to make it closer, but it didn't feel overwhelmingly great or advantageous into the clones. Um, part of that, I think, is I just didn't get the value of the Dark Troopers. If I got better value, maybe that would have changed, but holy Dodge and Guardian and everything else, those clones are tough. Yeah, it's it's frustratingly tough. Um, talking about it, he think um, Sean thinks that it, playing against the Tempest Force list would have been a much harder matchup just because the the objectives are different. The Remnant list, I think, has too much objective overlap that it wants to do with the clones, and the clones just do it better. I think yep. the clones are just a better gun line. Um, I mean, the Dark Troopers are powerful. And if you can get into range two at full strength, they'll start messing things up. But if you can't get there safely, um, you're going to have a hard time, which makes it a lot more table dependent. If you got an open table, those dark troopers are just going to melt by the time they get there. Because Cody, like Cody fire support with uh, the other things. I mean, it, it was mostly Cody and Echo just chipping away at those dark troopers that I was down to you know, three and a half models left by the time by the time I actually could get to range two. I think I used a frag launcher once, maybe. So uh not feeling good. Not feeling good about that particular matchup. So assuming that that's the boogeyman matchup, because obviously we're we're not really that podcast we don't kind of talk about but obviously all no. Ob Obi Wan clones won LVO, right? 
Yeah, it did. Assuming some kind of gun line is the boogeyman matchup. Right. Remnant can take all snipers, right? Um, Remnant Obi-Wan can can. guardian high velocity. He can. Yeah. Yeah, but Obi-Wan's, I mean. No, he so he can spend dodges for Sarasu on the high velocity. Yeah, but. That's right. Like, so one, we haven't seen much Obi-Wan success outside of that correct yeah. i think so, i don't know if this will be a main line for or worlds yeah. and again i don't want to get too deep into the weeds but and, i think it was basically a counter meta pick type of thing where people yeah, are going against Obi- and he's just yeah. that's Obi-Wan a counter pick against well. people it's a counter pick against people who are trying to tech against gar yeah and it just happened to do better against the other guard list but I wanted to yeah. try it because it's like that's an interesting list. It's super defensive. Also, Cody, Cody and Echo are pretty good anti armor pieces, especially if they can just plink away your range four. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, on that list, very briefly, you know, it's interesting too because it's like we're going to talk about why we play games. And that list is both why we do and why I don't because like Cody and Obi Wan are very cool thematically. And I'm happy someone cracked the code. And Honestly, like, I I couldn't be happier. I agree. It's a really kind of theme. I mean, except for Padme being there, being the, yeah. the whole thing. The the Cody Obi Wan makes me super happy that like they're on I that never card together play against it. I never <laughs> want to play against it. Uh, Nerf Obi Wan, ban him. Whatever you have to do, make oh. Cody give Cody the Rex treatment. I don't care. <laughs> I don't want to play into dodge cast. Rude. Uh, so I think the the answer with that is if you get rid of Padme, it, it gets a lot weaker and more fair. I think yeah. Padme is actually the problem more than she is the, the Cody, like common the link in all of these. Like you don't get to playlists. Yeah, that that seems to be the common theme. Padme Swift, she's the problem. I'll have to take but, my list so I don't see like a nasty person. <laughs> Big sad. Yeah. I mean, she's good. They're, you know? It's, my Obi-Wan it's, list it's is right. terrible anyway. I don't remind it. It was all of the stuff that didn't fit into any of my other lists. So it's all my phase ones. Obi-Wan and Padme. And like Cody, Wax and Boyle. So it, it's got all of the good stuff. Apart from the actual list, which is just terrible. <laughs> yeah, fun times. Chris being bad at Legion, you know, is there a more famous combination? All right, Chris, let's I, talk about it, right? Or go ahead, Alan. Yeah, I was, I was going to transition right there with you. Go for it. Yeah, so Chris, like, you you do. You, you like to go down these rails of like, well, everyone says it's bad. I'm going to make it real bad. Uh, like, uh, uh, no, I mean, I mean, so do you want to introduce your topic first and then we can... Yeah, so I... I want to talk about, you know, why we play these games. Um, because I, I go back to like, you know, I'm not here, especially, you know, with X-Wing, I I do want to like, you know, find every competitive edge that I can while still playing, you know, a, a reasonable game with my opponent. Um, and like, if my path to win an X-Wing is to put my opponent in jail, um, I'll do it as long as, you know, I'm not... I'm not going to, like, reduce the number of turns unnaturally by taking too long for my decisions or whatever, but, like, 
you know, if I can, I can force that on someone, um, as long as I believe they had, you know, some opportunity to get out of it or some decisions they could have made besides not pursuing the game as a hobby. Um, you know, I will, but like Legion, you know, partially because it's a three hour game, it's my side game and whatnot. Like, I don't want to go, Oh, you thought we were going to play a six turn game surprise. It's we're on turn three and it's been two hours, 10 minutes. Ha ha ha. Like, I don't, you know, I don't want a two hour gotcha someone like I'm here to, especially in Legion, I view it as like, we're telling a star Wars story together. Like it's, it's almost like a partnership between you and your opponent. Um, I feel that way with X-Wing too, but not as dramatically um, again, mostly because of the shorter game length and more rapid turns. Um, and it, again, the kind of touched on it earlier, but the sort of weirder range of ways that X-Wing stuff will interact at times. Um, so I, I like, I want the competitive because I want to, you know, I, I, I do, I feel smart when I win and feeling smart is good, uh, is a good feeling. Um, and, you know, I like seeing my, my little toy mans and women's and non-binary space critters out there doing their thing. Um, and I like to test theories on, you know, look and go, what is good? What might be good? How can I make this good? How far can this go? Um, but that, that's kind of what it is for me. And that, you know, that's just where I really struggle of like, I don't want to take away from, especially in a, you know, essentially a three hour game, other people's experience when I play these games. Well, I think, so I think we've, we've I don't want to go over all grain too much. I think like we touched on this a lot when we were going over different objectives and battle decks and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. I think like moving off of key positions and moving into the the missions where you actually play all six turns is like step one. Building your list so that you can play those missions rather than trapping yourself into having to play key. You know what I mean? That uh, again, it's very generic not giving like specific examples deliberately but that's one of the things i try and do like i enjoy picking a theme and rolling with it more than however you want to term it you know yeah. like my theme might be losing it's okay <laughs> sometimes it might be winning it whatever but like yeah wookies came out i was excited to run wookies um shadow collective came out and made me jump back into a game you know like, yeah, I'll... you really like the parade aspect of it for kind of a you like to get all your units together and have them look cool and yeah, I my Legion stuff is on different shelves. Like my Wookie uh, stuff is on its own shelf, never to be mixed with my normal gar. Like yeah. my my five all first list won't get mixed in with my two hundred twelfth list, uh, and they'll have different goals. Like my my 501st list is going to be a very, an, a list that Alan might like. I think when we were chatting about it, you, you were like, oh, it seems interesting. My, my long range, plinky, um, 501st list. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, Zach hates it it's got two ATRTs instead of um, other like, arcs or whatever to lean into it more. But like, I don't care. I just want to use the, the ATRT, seems like a fun model, blah, 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 whatever. Um, my Obi-Wan list was supposed to be a list that is friendlier towards intro gaming people and giving uh, a new player experience where we, they get to take part. 
because I'm not going to take like a, uh, like a starter box game type of thing. Yeah, because it's got box Obi Wan and Phase Ones. So you've you know what I mean. It feels achievable out of the starter box. It gives you that thing to push towards. Right. Um, and like that's just looking at my three Republic lists, and like they're very distinct and separate to me in my head. Like, I don't. I'm not saying I would never take a Phase Two unit from my Five O first and a Phase One unit and then put them with a Sabre tank and, you know, it being its own thing and play a game with it. But in my head... way you referred to it, right? Like, you said, my 501st list, or my, you know... Yeah. Uh, where where I'm just like... My collection yeah, like, of car. Yeah, my, my, Rebel, my Rebel minis, which are all mixed in, and, um, you know, I have unified squad markings to communicate to my opponent better what squad is what. Um, yeah. But, like... A good example, I think, is like the way I base stuff. Like we spoke about this in the past. I've moved on to having like ninety percent of the models I base are getting based in the same way. This is across game system. So I'm working on a Dark Angels Army for Legions Imperialis at the moment. They're getting based in the same way as my Shadow Collective, which will get based in the same way as my um, uh, my Obi Wan list, which get based in the same way as my Remnant list. You know, they're all the same, but then my Wookiees are based on a completely different scheme because that's the Wookiee Battle Force fought on Kashyyyk. It doesn't make any sense, I know, but right. that's, that, that's how it is. Um, like, my well, would make the tall Wookiee show up on Endor. Yeah. Um, my Scarif list is based on, like, um, Scarif. It yeah. won't fit in with any of my other armies. So if I ever do have to borrow a unit from that list to bulk out, it'll na- nag at me for the entire game. But whatever. Uh, it's not that I won't do it, but when I make the list and want to play the game, it, that, you know, my Krennic Scarif Defenders list is is that thing. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I I really enjoy that <laughs> hobby side of the of it and kind of I know I've talked to a lot of people who talk about the um swapping squad weapons around and remnant is causing a lot of psychic terror for them. <laughs> oh um never it's really easy I, if you don't care. Never <laughs> would I ever talk about you know ways of accomplishing it that don't cost me that much money and involve you know certain Patreons and um <laughs> other Additive means manufacturing. Yeah, you know, I I own all of the official models, and I also own lots of models, shall we say, some of which would be uh, nice display pieces that have nothing to do with Legion, even if they are on the same size base at the same scale. You know, it, it's fine. My Wookies, de- yeah, my Wookies definitely don't have like armor and look exactly like the Wookies. You know, a Wookie chieftain climbing over barricade, ready to wreck some droids. It's fine. Yeah. So definitely, definitely a theme player then, of of yeah. varying types of themes. But like yeah. each army has has a, a distinct theme and setting and backstory. And I mean, like getting to the crux of the topic of like why I play, it was definitely the theme and that ability to do those themes that got me back into a game. Like my main reason for playing now is to you know I don't care about being the best and winning events i've got i actively dislike myself when i i so slight tangent 
but I played in an X-Wing event at the weekend and I lost my first game. I, just really, really bad. And I hated a vast majority of being at that event. And I I just wasn't having fun. And I'm like, oh, this is why I don't have that. I don't have it in me to to have that competitive drive anymore. Uh, it just... And it was entirely my fault. Well, I don't want to go into it too much. Um, I just played pretty badly and lost. And yeah, by the by the third game, I think I went um, one and two on a three round event, so not great. Um, and I just didn't. I don't enjoy the person it makes me if I try and play competitively because I want to win. And like, oh, I wouldn't. I don't cheat, but I, I I have that. I know that it it's there. It's like, oh, just if you just you don't have to push the model all the way back into a movement tool. You could get full cover if you just don't. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that voice is always, and I hate it. And I'm like, I don't want to be that person. And it because it doesn't. Mad, I just bumped like, this ship a little when I measure for range. I'll have no, no. I'm, I'm trying to think. I was trying to think of a good lead next. So full. Dis- so I think I've I've not told the guy I was playing this yet because I didn't want to upset him. But um, game two, I was playing against um, the equivalent of the standoffish uh, girl list in next wing. I was playing against uh, high initiative first order. Um, with my resistance joystick list. So I was like, well, I'm going to have to pick something, see if I can shoot it. And I just, again, in part of playing badly, I picked one of the ships to target that would be able to escape if I didn't kill it. And then I didn't kill it, and it escaped. So I was always, like, I was behind the eight ball all the way through, and I knew it was going, the game was going to go to time, and I was going to be the way it was going to flip-flop on points exchanges, because it was one where you score points every turn with the objectives i was going to be behind and then i just had a had a moment and i i i dialed in a two straight instead of a three straight so the equivalent of pulling your token and just activating the wrong unit kind of thing activating the, the unit you're all hypey about instead of going with the one that you should uh that kind of mistake but my opponent's kids had just arrived and were being dropped off and he had been talking to his um is in wars we were dropping them off for like two minutes and i'm all, we're already going to time i'm holding my damn ready to like roll with dice to see if i take damage on this ship that i bumped like i could just change it to a three straight which is what i should have done anyway and just put the ship in the correct position just flipping put the ship in the correct position that's what f was going to be don't worry um and i was like what am i doing the guy's talking to his kid you've already lost the game stop being an idiot <laughs> I, it, uh, just in my head it's like but you could just cheat and then uh, it was still chatting, so I was like, I rolled the dice just to to move my brain forwards from those thoughts. Yeah. I rolled rolled the dice. Obviously, it comes up when I take a damage. I'm like he doesn't know that it came up. You take a damage. Just don't take a damage. <laughs> so I took. I flipped my shield over to move on from that thing. I put my brain. So <laughs> like, Chris, this is the most important thing. Just cheat. Just cheat, man. It's okay. Then you'll be a winner. You'll be a winner if you cheat. Just cheat, Chris. I'm like, oh, well, I am I like you cheated. No, but, but but why am I like you know what I mean? And that yeah. that is not I can, why I, I play you, games. I, I can tell you why you're like that. A living being <laughs> seeks above all else to discharge its strength. Life itself is will to power. Nothing else matters. Uh, but, 
It's fine. Well, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't have that, actually. I I totally don't have that at all. No, but um, that, that's why I don't like... When, when I say I don't like the person I am yeah. when I'm trying to compete. And it's like, because yeah. I'm fighting that all the yeah. way through. Yeah, because you, you have that, like, such a strong desire to win, it overrides everything. Well, it doesn't, because I don't. It does, but, but it's, it's not, there and it's annoying. It, yeah, it's not fun. Yeah. It's exhausting, I, I'd imagine. It is, yeah. It, it's uh, it's emotionally draining. Like, you yeah. just don't, I'm like, because equally, I also still have to be me. Mm -hmm. We're playing at the sentry box. I still have to be a community figure, so I have to be smiling about how crap I am. And how how I'm, this is the second game in a row I'm going to lose at this event where I'm like this is the first event of the year where Chris is going to start trying this year, and I'm uh, I'm now going to be two and all and it's like oh yeah yeah so yeah oh and two, yeah. uh, thanks Zach thanks thanks Zach yeah. <laughs> I just want to make sure our audience didn't think you got good all of a sudden in the middle of that story oh god no oh god no uh, but you know what I mean it's that kind of like all of it. Like hard yeah. and and I, I I got to my last game and we both sat down and we're like we're just gonna have fun right and like, yeah was it like, cool and we played and it it was fine and like yeah I I feel like when I when it doesn't matter I can play well and have fun games mm -hmm. and then it's, I just get in my own head I don't know I'm just yeah. I I can't. Absolutely. There's there's one other element for me. Um, so I do I do suffer from ADHD. If people haven't figured that out about me, uh, really. <laughs> and when I as I'm sitting here like playing with the Christmas stockings, I haven't taken down yet. Um, when I can completely lock in on something, uh, it's a high for me. And like X Wing really does that. Um, uh, of the list of things, there's not a lot of things that do it, and of the ones that I can talk about on the podcast, it's like X-Wing and motorcycles, and occasionally some video games, like, it's gotta be like a Titanfall, I will be able to lock in, but like, um, even before the cats, it wasn't there much with video games, and especially now, uh, it's like, half of my video game time is spent explaining to this princess that she cannot sit on the warm box, even if it is very warm. Um, and you know, like Legion, it's such a long game, you know, I'm at the game store and I'm BSing with my buddies or checking out people's paint jobs or whatever, or, you know, thinking about a million different yeah. things or like trying to make mental notes for the podcast. Um, but yeah, that high of like being able to lock in is, it's a really good yeah. feeling. And I, I, you know, I used to, Chris, I mean, you knew me there in these days. I used to not be able to handle losing at X-Wing. Um, I, because I... <laughs> You know, I knew the right paths and I would I would beat myself up. And I still don't like it when I'm like, this is and I have it a little in Legion, but I don't know it as well in Legion. You know, when it's like this is the absolute right thing. Um the you know, one of the best ones that came up is Alan R game, um, uh, where I resisted the temptation to chase down R2 D2 with Ahsoka. Um and I just sat back oh, on yeah, the yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just I just sat back on the, the key position. Um with her and i was like absolutely the, the correct decision yeah when I, when I make those mistakes um and like it happens in slow motion like i shouldn't do this and there i am doing it like the words come out of my mouth i'll attack or you know whatever yeah um 
that that still frustrates me but like and i don't know if i told the story here of have i have i told the story about losing to a child at a system open i don't think so yeah so the big like start of the eye-opening movement for me was uh think about this moment a lot in my life it was uh five years ago now um and i flew to the system open in phoenix uh and not only did i had think i had a really good list i was in um a, a very try hard group at the time and i showed the group my list and i got what every architect dreams of wow that is an amazing list i'm stealing it i'm abandoning the list i've been practicing with with a week left and i'm just taking that um and like yeah half my group audibled to it <laughs> and uh, it would have dumpstered either of the lists that run the final table, and all of us managed to not draw it, that matchup. Um, I lost my round two to a similar list, where he got like a 13% shot to go in his favor, and then that forced a tie, which takes us to a coin flip, which I lost. Um, and then I'm playing uh, a literal child He's like 11 years old at this point in his life. Sorry, Isaiah, if you were older. I can't remember, man. It's been it's been a long time. I think you're still in high school, though. No, he would have been 13 or 14 because he's like the same age as... Uh, it was a little under that. I don't think he was a teenager yet. He was young. Um, Dialer in the story. So it was yep, seven, yeah. Seven-year-old. Yeah. So he's, he's wearing this knit R2-D2 cap, and he's got his big glasses on. Uh, and his dad's at the table next to him just by coincidence. So, like... We're all shooting the breeze back and forth because his dad sees this loud, deranged man talking to his son, which the tournament rules say is supposed to happen, but, you know, still has an eye on him. And, uh, like, there was one point, it was a real close game, and he's, like, stressing out on the engage because, like, he's realizing, like, the puzzles that the list I built presents. He's like, I don't know what to do. Like, I'm not going to tell you how to live your life, man. I'm not your dad. He goes, yeah, wait, dad. <laughs> and we all started laughing. <laughs> so, um, and he, we had a sequence where um, I had an ability where whenever I attack, I can remove a token. Um, and his board state was a little messy, and I attacked a ship that had the X-Wing version of an AIM token. And I said, okay, and you have no tokens, so I'm not going to use the ability. And he did not correct me, adjust it, whatever. And then later on, when that ship's turned to fire, he shoots into my centerpiece, my Bo Boba Fett, literally. Boba Fett is Boba Fett. I don't think you guys need to translate that for Legion. <laughs> then he rolls real bad, and then he picks up dice and re-rolls them because it turned out he had the token. And part of me is like, there's that moment where I'm like, hold on. We, this is a broken game state. You know, I'm like, and I'm just sitting here like, he's having fun. Everyone's in a good mood next to him. His dad's next to him. I'm like, am I really going to crush a child like this? Am I going to call a judge on a child to keep my tournament going? And like, in that moment, I like thought about a lot and I just said no. And I lost that game because of it. Um, and I got knocked out because of it. Because uh, it was... Remember, you didn't. There were other choices. Huh? But th that contributed to your loss. That wasn't yeah. the reason for it. Yes. Yep. Yeah, it was it was a pretty significant turning point. Yeah, no. there. yeah. No, I, um, I, yeah. I do the same thing. Like it killed, it killed repeatedly. Well, yeah. it's talking about like, are you not? So I'll I'll do a dramatic pause. You know, do you want to spend your dodge token? Oh yeah, thanks. Yeah, 
Uh, well, and like you know, I said, the, I, the this, number of times a... I play my opponent's list for them because it's like I want to beat you on your best day, so I'm going right. to tell you what you should do. Oh, look, I lost because I was I was putting the mental energy into playing just my game. You had two people here playing your game. One of them right. was me, and I know exactly how to beat me. Oh, yeah. I mean, finding that balance is hard. <laughs> I've gotten a little yeah. better at that, uh, but. Yeah, I, you know, like I said, in, th- in this case, um, he communicated to me that he did not have an oh, no, token yeah. when I had the ability to strip it. And yeah, so, um, and actually, I, I sat down with my buddy afterward. <laughs> you know, it was January at the time, which meant that it was, um, I think it was four degrees in Wisconsin and 65 degrees in Arizona. Uh, so we went to a restaurant and we were the only people sitting outside and sat outside for a few hours <laughs> drinking beers and hanging out and wearing shorts and enjoying the weather um, and people are looking at you like you're crazy yeah there, there was one family that came out and also ate outside they all had their jackets on <laughs> we were laughing kind of hard at them yeah but uh yeah i mean that that really did change the trajectory of um like how i live my life and how i play games uh because up until that moment I was basically the real reason I was playing games was to never have a free moment to think about my life and where it was at. Uh, I could always be, you know, squad building or on the forums talking tactics or on a podcast or whatever, anything to never, ever, ever have to think about where my life was at. Um, so that, that was, that was, a uh, it was an, it was an escape. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and I mean, it is for some people, right? right? Yeah. Um, and the only way I felt good about my life at that time was by winning games. Uh, so those people are out there, um, and selling batteries. Well, uh, I did feel good when I sold ba- a lot of batteries in a given day, Not um, taking them back and throwing them in the ocean. I hadn't discovered safe and legal thrills yet. No, um, I didn't know. So maybe that was really what I needed and I just didn't know it yet. Um, but yeah, so it's, the eels, um, man, they, they need to charge back up. And part of the um, reason why I wanted to talk about this, though, was because, um, Alan, you've been stressing about worlds. And yeah. it's I think you yeah. should ask yourself why you play um, so that you can adjust your expectations accordingly. Um, and it'll help you. I mean, it, it's a it's a heavy question, right? Like, I hope you listeners, um, I hope none of you have gotten so deep into thought. You know, look out. There's cars ahead of you, um, probably. But uh <laughs> You know, it's, 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 it is a thing to think about because, um, like, my first world's experience for X-Wing was a mess uh, because I was in that mindset that I, not only did I have to do well, I had to have a really smart list and, you know, it was expected of me. And um, I had a notebook where I was taking notes of every single game. And uh, my friend Zach Reynolds, the aforementioned Zach Reynolds, confiscated the notebook for me from me because he determined it was hazardous to my health. Um, so, yeah, like, this is... I... This is and maybe you don't have an answer yet. It's it's I have a kernel, but I don't I don't know if I have a full thing. Part of like there's a complex part of me that I don't feel like I'm good at any one particular thing, except that I get very competitive at games and things like that way more than I have any right to be for any reason. So like it it's to the point where my family is just like it doesn't matter what the game is. It doesn't matter what the rules are. The The point of the game is to beat Alan. Does, it just doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> you, you enjoyed winning at Reef so much. I did. I did. Like, <laughs> And I like, I like winning and feeling like, like 
it, it's a silly thing, but I feel like some part of my brain is feels validated by being good at games, which is patently ridiculous and absurd. But like it's ridiculous and absurd. It's you know, many many times the games are framed as a contest of intellect and to look at someone and in a moment go, I was smarter or more clever yeah. is a good feeling. I don't have you you guys met my mum, I think, right? Did you meet my mum when you were briefly, yes. yeah. yeah. We did. Yep. So this is a reference for all of our UK listeners, uh, North American listeners, not so much. But my mum was the character from, I think it's a fast show, whose competitive dad is like, he's got a, a seven year old boy and a nine year old girl, and they're playing cricket in the park, and he's smashing the ball for six. And like the kid's taking five, five minutes to run and pick it up and then throwing it, and it trickles along, and they've got to run and throw it again. And um, he's running back and forth, like scoring a million runs off his first bat. Uh, my mum would never let me win at anything, uh, like playing games as a child, and like would play pool. Uh, if we we're in, out for something to eat and they had a pool table, I was like, oh, "Do you want to play pool?" And then she'd just beat me at pool because I was like twelve, and she was a fully grown adult who was in the military and played pool. <laughs> yeah, well. Like, Oh, I, I I got a ball, yeah. It's like shut up, you only got one. Uh, no, yeah, wow. building building that might that's an over exaggeration. It's fine, um, but like having like that kind of yeah. thing where it, and, it's winning the game matters, but does so it? and there's yeah. like there is a strong part of me. So it kind of like you were saying, you don't like it when you get competitive in some in ways or wanting to be that person like that's the part of me that i don't like is that i could definitely like part of me wants to be like i will crush you just regardless of whoever you are like i want to win um but also like i want to keep friends and family uh on good terms <laughs> i so um it, it's really hard because part of part of my psyche feels validated that I am good at something. And, and like, I feel like I'm good at Legion, but with that, I have to feel, I feel a part of my head that I have to constantly perform in order to validate that opinion of myself, because it's like, I, there's something I am good at because I mean, I'm pretty like, sure when me and Zach say, if you lose this game, I'm going to kick you off a podcast. It, that helps. Right. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. No, wait, hang on. Um, I don't. I don't so, did I say that? Yeah, I feel like I didn't say that. No, I, I feel like I say it to you, and then you don't disagree because you were like chasing a butterfly somewhere or something. Yep. Um, so, like, there's this weird thing in my head where, like, all my life, I haven't felt like I'm actually good at anything, and then Legion, I actually feel good at. <sighs> and so it's just like it's stupid. I know it's stupid. It's stupid. Like it's a hundred percent stupid because there are things that you know. I just feel like I'm okay at a lot of different things rather than being good at one type of thing. Anyway, that personal peek inside my brain aside, I feel like I there's part of me that plays as a community leader that I don't want to play overpowered list all the time, but I like playing the strong list because I like winning. And there's like the balance is so hard for me. Um, like to the point where you know when dark troopers come out and I was playing dark troopers and just 
curb stomping people and people were like hey should we ban dark troopers for this next tournament it's uh, like okay so i got it got it sorry that, guys that's it's coming back to what zach said about me about how i take a bad list and then deliberately make it worse or however you phrased it zach i can't remember um, it takes a good list and makes it worse yeah that, that's the x-wing expression but i mean chris you also take bad lists and make them worse i don't want to yeah. i don't want to undersell your ability to sell sabotage with the list building face that's fine but like in reference to what alan's talking about now it's like that's why i, I don't i don't want to be the community leader who sits on my pedestal winning all of the games with all of the best lists when people are taking fun stuff so right. I take suboptimal lists, which then if I can win with, it gets to all be me. Because it couldn't have been the list, because the list is apparently bad, shall we say. You know, common wisdom would say it was bad. So then if I am dominating or winning a few, like three or four games in a row of a list that shouldn't be winning, it it itself feels that fun community leader aspect, but still good at the game. So, you know, yeah. I like I talked about it it's definitely a it's part of why I stepped aside from being the guy at X-Wing which is a little hard because I'm still like the most extroverted one Um, and you know we had it because Han is super busted at X-Wing and you're playing at a tournament and my locals were like oh yeah and Zach had Han and there was nothing I could do and I'm like well there was nothing you could do because I you know looked at the ships you were playing and I knew a setup for terrain deployment um, that would really mess you up. Like I spent, I had a friend over and we spent an hour over an hour doing solitaire setups to just to give me the best options from turn zero um, and to disrupt, you know, my opponent's ability. Like I had you, I didn't like, yes, I had Han who was really good, but like, I had you beat because when we built the board, I built places where Han could go, um, you know, and fly through very easily and where your main ships would have trouble uh, negotiating those spaces. And then when we put our ships down, um, I outflanked you in a really meaningful way. So like, you know, shouldn't I be rewarded for like spending hours planning and, you know, mapping this out ahead of time? Um, (laughs) I enjoyed all that, you know, turn zero prep, but like, yeah, it's, it's, I did that for tournaments. I don't, I don't bust that out on, you know, random Tuesday nights. Yeah. And so for a while, it's just like struggling with, well, I want to practice for the deploy the garrison open because it's a tournament. It's like my one shot to maybe go to worlds. Yeah. Um, I mean, it worked out this time, um, but just, just for some happenstance rather than, being able to seal the deal. Um, And so, and then it's just like, well, I lost. I don't have to worry about it. And I just kind of play all kinds of different things. Like I tried experimental droids, but we knew that was a good, like that was a pretty decent list. And nobody's been playing that in my local meta. And nobody expects Alan to play droids. It's like, why are you playing droids? And it's just like, well, turns out it's really good. And then like, you know, now I'm doing the same thing with a list that I have no practice with. And I'm just, you know, curb stomping people, and it's just like, well, it's a good list, but is that because it's a good list or I'm a good player? I don't know. At this point, I don't I, know. I, I think it's, I mean, you definitely have some level of good player to you, and I think it's fine for you to, like, I think one of your goals locally should be to find things that fall in that, um, 
you know, that range, like it's, it's sort of where I'm struggling a little locally because, um, I got the, you know, great skill accelerant that was blizzard force. Um, and then when I couldn't lean on that and Tyler continued and I, you know, went over to X-Wing and kind of came back, um, not only did Tyler surpass me, he was perfectly happy to play, you know, the best list available. And I had sort of been partially to make things interesting and partially because I didn't know what the best list that I wanted that was available to me that I wanted to play was. Um, because in Legion, you know, playing the game that I want to play matters to me. Um, so like, you know, then I, then I had to come catch back up. Um, but you know, it's, and I, you know, I, part of the reason I'm playing Ewoks now is just for the content, right? Like, um, I do, I feel like with Legion, I've made a way to, you know, have this podcast work for me where I'm like, yeah, I, you know, find stuff that's interesting and I report what my interesting findings are. Um, and you know, that should kind of be a goal for you is find the best list that, uh, your community is okay. Losing to, I guess. <laughs> and yeah. I mean, you, you do, you have to, be I mean, able to push back at some point, like, Hey guys, I, you know, yeah, it's, it's like I did with, with, you know, an X-Wing with Han. I was like, I put a lot of work into this. Like, yes, obviously the ship is good and the list is good, but like, yeah, if I outworked you and outplanned you in a strategy game, should I not be rewarded for that? Right. So I'd, my best, most consistent reference for this is very old now. Um, cause it's from before okay, I moved to Canada. Uh, true. Yeah, true. Um, <laughs> Obviously, I, I attempt to do the same thing at X-Wing, but as is evidenced by, this is Chris's first tournament back. Oh, and one, baby. Um, it doesn't always come off in X-Wing. Maybe my uh, like brain... You like how talking about how he also lost his second game? Oh, and two. Sorry. Whatever. I conceded. <laughs> I, so I was going to mention this earlier, but I didn't want to jump in too hard on that one thing. You'd have been proud of me because I conceded second game with, like, seven minutes to go because i knew there wasn't gonna be enough time and i didn't want to be trapped in the game yeah. and so i just yeah. conceded like the game's done he he killed a ship which put him beyond the point where i could get lucky with the dice i would need to get lucky twice and we only had like one and a half turns to go just concede it's done doesn't matter um yeah. but what i used to do with warhammer fantasy um when i i ran a gaming club in scotland um and i'd play same ways i do if anything i've got a goblin army which is like pure stupid like not even the best goblin army you could make it had common goblins in it which was objectively bad and the wrong choice but it was war twanger and i played narrative campaigns we wrote stories about what we were doing and we were those nerds and it was great but then some people like winning so you'd have the people who'd come to a club with the demon armies or the dark elf armies, all these power lists from the time period. And like, I'd give them a couple of weeks. They could stomp some noobs, just play and win against the terrible list. And then I'd be like, okay, are you going to play something different next week? Oh, we'll see. Then they bring the same thing. Then I'd crack out one of my tournament lists. So it'd be like Carl Franz on his dragon, two steam tanks, two cannons, handgunners with pocket long rifles wizards with disposed scrolls just to shut down your magic phase and i would just roll dice at you lock you up with steam tanks flank charge you with dragons and like oh look at that you lost weird do you want to play a fun list next week or are we doing this again and like having those tiers of list and understanding where you're playing why you're playing like 
how much of it is you compared to the choices you made in list building and turn zero. Like not everyone I don't even I don't think it's necessarily that, that people have the cognitive dissonance and don't recognize it. I just don't think some people care. It's like, oh well, they're both like twenty point list for X Wing, eight hundred point list for uh, Legion, whatever. Yeah. Like it's all balanced enough, it'll be fine. It's like that's eh, not know. true. That's very not true. Yeah, but to some people, it literally doesn't matter. And if you're playing against those people and you've taken every advantage you can before the game starts and win, like, I don't know. Like, how, how slow does a golf clap need to be, you know? Yeah. Like, and I think I'm better when I'm in when I'm in the current mindset and I'm in now talking about it, not in weekend's X-Wing mindset anyway. Um, when I'm in this mindset, I'm pretty good at recognizing and I'll like, I'll deliberately try to make the game closer and let it, and if that means that I lose, it doesn't bother me Yeah, because I have no interest in winning that game. I want to have a fun experience with my opponent. Yeah. I, I, I go back and forth because I don't have a lot of time to play. Like I can get maybe a couple games for a tournament weekend or, you know, a game in a week or something like that. And so I want to get, so right now I'm in the mindset of like, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I was in the mindset of, well, I'm not going to worlds. I'll just play whatever. But now it's just like, well, I want to prepare it as much as I can because I want to have a good showing at worlds. Yeah. Looking at Looking at, the tournament format i'm like man it'd be great to get to day two and then looking at the math and the math is slapping you in the face if you get to day two that's top 32 of 256 and that seems like a stretch like maybe i'm re-examining my goals it's like man if i can win game one that puts me in the top 50 you know um but yeah i don't i don't know it's it's one of those things it's like this cognitive dissonance in my head where it's just like I don't think I am a world-class player, but man, I really want to try and see and find out. Yeah, but that you means want to find I out and you don't want to be disappointed. Right. And but what that means I need to like you were saying before with your Han and your solitaire, you have to put in the work if you want it chance yeah. to be that kind of world-level player. And so part of me is like I want to do that. Like man, I want to do that. And this this season, I think I'm just resigning myself. Like, I am going to be this sweaty tryhard. I want to get grind games. I want to optimize. I want to do this and that. But part of me is just like, but my local scene is not like that. Yeah. And it's hard. It's, it's really hard. To find hard. That balance, yeah. And then even even with without that, it's like, I really like playing the tanks and the heavies and everything else. And it, part of it comes back down to, it's like, okay, I keep stopping them with these armor skews they know Alan brings armor skews and they don't tech their lists accordingly. So it's like, how much of that so, is actually my fault at that point? But like right. at the same time, you know? So there's a different mindset uh, because like if you took a list that my um, my Obi-Wan list lost to all the time, I would take a different, I wouldn't tool that list. I would like I just wouldn't play... Like, if we were playing a game and I knew you were going to do it, I just wouldn't take that way. I would have to take one of my other lists because that's how my... I I, I don't build 
a list to play against Alan, I build a bunch of generic lists that I feel can take all comers. And if one of yeah. them is too far down the skew, that the other skew, and you know, it gets. Then you lose everything your, else. Yeah. You get the, the rock, paper, yeah. scissors type of thing. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. I, I accept that going in and I'll play like, oops, I, I had a really, I love this scum list. I was playing for X Wing, but it capped out at Initiative 4. So I was consistently losing against a, anything that had more than one I five or six pilot would just beat me on any on the um, scramble transmission. I just couldn't win it because I couldn't get objective control would fall too far behind. And I played that match up like three times a week for like four or five weeks, and I just couldn't get it over. And I'm like, I just can't play this list. Like if I want this, if it, I, I even need to change a piece which may you know all the dominoes fall at that point right the yeah. the house of cards that it's built on just doesn't work if you change anything so i just put the list away and stop playing it like that it's done the the experiment yeah. result like any other like ev any other mission it played well into a bunch of different lists like the initiative wasn't really important that one mission was just done like yeah. if i play a three-round event and that mission doesn't come out i might win it if it does, and I'm matched against that opponent, it's just an all. I cannot. I couldn't get it over the over line against, you know, the the upper level of opponent yeah. I was playing against. And not not everyone is going to put that work in to training to try. Like I put in like what, 15 games, 20 games into trying to see, like, do I go 100% kill? Do I just ignore all the objectives? Do I sacrifice these ships' actions to force them to take them back to then try and kill them? Do I do spread out objectives so that I can do it this way? Do I do rock placement here? Like I did so many different things and none of it was working. But that's a bunch of work to realize that it still loses. Whereas in I could have just tapped out and said, you know what, let's just ban dark troopers. Yeah, like for, uh, finding out that Blizzard Force couldn't beat dark troopers in the last meta. Um it sucked. It was, yeah, I like Blizzard Force a lot, but there was a level of satisfaction that I was like, okay, this doesn't... You, you've taken it as far as it can go. Yeah. So I, I yeah. do have a question for you. Yeah. Before you put Blizzard Force away, did mm -hmm. you play a game against a garbage rebel list on a mission you were guaranteed to win, or did you I... just throw it away after another loss to Dark Troopers? Um, what actually happened, if you'll recall, and if memory serves right, is... I went to a tournament, a three-round tournament, lost to Dark Troopers. Um, and then in the last round, I played an ATST Blizzard Force. Uh, and I felt like I had a much better idea of what I was doing than him. Um, so I, uh, yeah, I, I, got, I got a little palate cleanser. But no, I I just switched over to playing um, Bounty Hunters with enough so critical the, impact around. The, the reason why I ask is because for that scum list, I yeah. put it away after taking a kicking for like four weeks. Yeah. And that taints my memory. It oh, was yeah. so much fun. And I'm like, should I have just, you know, lined up some, you know, um, some of those record padding fights, you know, it, Floyd Mayweather can, like... can box someone that's two weights under. I'll give you $50 million if you come and fight. Oh, look at my record now, boys. It Me and Marky like Marciano you... were basically the same. <laughs> It sounds like you remember that you enjoyed it. Um, so I don't think you need to do that. 
No, but you know what I mean. It's one of those yeah. things. I, 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 think, I think it would be appropriate if you if you put that much work in and you put the work in because you did. Fenrao, no, you did find it fun. <laughs> no, it didn't have Fenrao. You're right. <laughs> well, there, there was wasn't a that kind of scum list. Yeah. No, I, th- I think if you found the list fun, it would be good to you know give it a nice little bow tie to say goodbye to it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's definitely, again, it's harder. You know, Alan, you talk about your locals not pecking for armor, but like they're allowed to bring armor too. I mean, you guys got sixteen people together for the one tournament. Like, what if so? What if another person bought armor? <laughs> like, I yeah, I don't. I so that that's part of the thing is like maybe I just take it too seriously and. But I don't know. I like oh. I to answer going all the way back. I don't know if I have an answer of why I like to play the game. I like to play the game. I like to play armor. I like to play right. the big snoppy ATSCs. I like to play the tanks. I like that's what I like. So I know that Ed and Sean don't listen to this show. So I'm safe saying what I'm gonna say, right? <laughs> so this is fine. So this reminds me very much of a conversation I used to have with Greg when I was running Curse of Strad. Alan played in Curse of Strad, so this is thrown shade at Alan as well. He can come back at me. It's okay. But my problem with running that campaign as a GM was it felt very unrewarding for me. Because when I played in the last campaign I was a player um, with Greg as the DM, I was like thinking about the game outside of the game. Like, mm. we'd finish a session, and then, like, oh, how am I going to level up my character? Oh, like, um, obviously, when I played with you, Zach, I had the thing of, like, when do I get to introduce this new character? I've got to work on her and get, like, all of that planned out and do those things. So like, I enjoy the game. I'm, I'm thinking about the game when I'm not playing. When I first started playing Warhammer back in the 90s, I had a paper round um and i used to walk with my little satchel filled with newspapers and i'd be running through i remembered i'd memorize the points values of stuff yep. and i'd make two thousand yep. point armies in my head and i oh well, remember if i drop this upgrade i could take this banner whilst i'm delivering papers just in my head yep. going through different things like i was disappointed because i felt like ed sean and chad weren't when the, they were in the game when we were playing, and then when the game was off, they didn't think about it again until the next time we were playing. They'd mm. look forward to playing the game, but it wasn't a part of the life. Right. Yeah. That makes sense. And I think to tie it into Alan's mind state, like a Legion, playing Legion is part of your life. Yes. It's, it's part of my they, identity. They currently. play Legion. Yeah. They play a game of Legion. Legion is part of your life. Right. So asking why they don't tech into your list is is irrelevant because they wouldn't think about playing your list until you deployed it in front of them. Yeah. Because hmm. the second the game's over, they're not thinking about that game That's, or the next game. What's funny is my one local, he would, we've given him a hard time about it and he's, you know, walking the line better, is he would overthink it. So he yeah. would go, oh, I lost to Zach on these objectives with this, you know, 13-point bid. So I need to start with a 14-point bid, and I need to be good at shooting bikes, and I need to take all objectives that bikes are bad at. <laughs> and he acted, it was funny because, like, it was good problem-solving, but it was teched into me specifically so hard that, like, 
I actually pointed out to him, I was like, to build so, uh, an objective deck that was bad for me, you made an objective deck that was bad for you. So I know I've told this story before, but I don't think I've told it on this podcast. But um, again, this is a Chris's old story, um, Warhammer Fantasy. One of my friends I was in the uh, force with used to only play Skaven. And this is after... He means the military and not... Chris did not have temporary Jedi powers. Yeah, okay. What did I say? I don't know. The Force. The Air Force. Force. Okay. Um, He only played Skaven. This is at a time when Alessio Cavatore had just come in and was in charge of Warhammer. And he wrote the Skaven book. And Skaven was his favorite faction. Oh. Uh, And um, he gave him that. Yeah. He, he gave them rules like um, unreliable, which meant that if you rolled a one to hit, something bad might happen. So you had to roll another dice. And then if a one came up on that dice, something bad did happen. So then you had to roll to wound yourself. So and then if you wounded, you still got your armor save. Whereas in my something bad might happen was if you roll a one, your model's dead. You know, like mm-hmm. I, I've got a one in six chance of something bad happening to me. You've got a one in a billion chance of it happening to you, and your rules yeah, called like... unreliable. <laughs> <laughs> um, but basically, he used to play this vermin lord, and I was like, right, okay, keep beating up my little empire men because again, I didn't take a good empire list. I took lots of like foot troops and a bad empire list because I wanted to win with my way. I was like, right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. If I drive down to a store, I could buy a Bretonian Pegasus Knight. I could take the Bretonian guy off it, throw him away, and I've got this um, Mordheim model that I special ordered. It's like a free guild knight. I can put him on the Pegasus, and it can be an Empire captain. And I can give him Van Horseman Speculum, and I can charge into his Vermin Lord, and I can challenge him. He won't be able to get away. I'll steal all of his stats. I've got this magic sword that takes away his ward save, and I'll just kill him. That'll show him. So I got up early in the morning, I drove down, I glued this model together, threw that part away, glued this other guy on it, I sprayed it and dry brushed bits of it so it looked like it had been on my shelf for ages so Paul wouldn't know, because he couldn't know that it was that important to me when he came to my house to play this game in the afternoon. And then turn one, he rang the bell, rolled a 13, caused his leadership test for my entire army, and my Pegasus Knight ran away. Right, yeah, okay, cool, awesome. I, I I text that far into him, and it didn't even matter because you know dice happen, whatever. Uh, yeah, I just That's kind of amazing. It, it, just just roll a thir- just roll a thirteen on the on the bell, guys. If ever you're feeling like you're gonna lose a game, just roll a thirteen on the bell, and it's fine. You no. Know? Yeah, it's part of me doesn't like the the fact that I'm thinking about it too much, but I really enjoy Legion. I really do. Um, well, the thinking about it is fun. Like it presents it, it the is. game presents interesting questions. It it does. Uh, one of those questions is, uh, do I deserve to be a recognized good human being? Which is probably not where I should be asking the question in Legion. But, <laughs> um, but like I like Star Wars. Uh, I like I like Legion, and I don't know why. I don't know why I play the game. I just like it. There are other games that I played. Like I tried Shatterpoint for a while. Um, I mean, because I wanted I wanted Legion that took less time, and it's not that. So um, I really liked X Wing for a long time, but X Wing was different 
because it was more of a community thing. It got me out of the house and I got to hang out with my friends. Right. And that community is a thing that like, it's an important aspect to all of this. Right. Um, I found I need something in my life to turn over in my head the way I do these games. There was a time when it was Rainbow Six. Um, I've learned it can't be phone games. Uh, There was a brief time during the pandy when it was Pokemon Unite, and I still think about that a lot. Um, But yeah, the community is such an important part of all that that like we can't forget. And it's something that I struggle with. So I've asked you guys before is like, how do I be a good community member? But while I'm still playing the game and wanting to win, where it, it's that same balance of like, I don't want to be the guy that just rolls up and curse arms people. I want yeah. to have a good time and a good games with my friends. With that being said, like when there's a tournament coming up, like I want to practice for it and I don't get a lot of games. And so, you know, when we have our monthly tournament, I'm using that to try and practice to some extent. So it's not necessarily good practice, though, I mean, if, if they're not they're not trying as hard as I am. And but maybe they are. Maybe they are. I don't know. But how often do you play these people not at your monthly event? Um, I'll play them. You know, I'll just say, hey, I want to get a game in on Saturdays when I'm like really when I'm less busy. You know, I'll go in. It's so, like, hey, does anybody want a game on Saturday? So what, what I'm saying is like for me. We I run a monthly X-Wing tournament. I'm going to be starting a monthly Legion tournament as well. Um, but we also have Friday night X-Wing every week. So right. like those we play X-Wing at least once a week as a community. And then additionally to that, we have a tournament. If, if say, you're getting eight people out for an event, if four of them, the only Legion is that event, they're not treating that as a tournament. They're treating it as getting out of the house to play Legion. Right. Where and I think that's probably fair for like probably closer to like 75% of those yeah. people. That and show up. They're like, this is the time of the month that we're going to go play Legion because, you know, it takes longer than next one. You can't get more than yeah. you might be able to get a game in an evening after work. So for you specifically, I think the thing you should do is try and run a league or give people a a reason to play more outside of the event so that the event can stand on its own legs as a competitive thing Mm. to help your specific situation. Because what you need to do is snap them out of that event because this is harsh, but the fact of the matter is they are the ones breaking the covenant of that game. They're going to a tournament to play fun games. They're breaking the covenant, not you. You're not taking a tournament list to the fun game night. They're taking a fun game night list to your tournament. I suppose so. And this is... I've definitely spoken about this on this podcast. I speak about it all the time and as many podcasts as I can. The importance of discussing the goals of the game and what you're trying to get out of it. Is it Are you practicing for an event? Do you just want to throw some, some dice at each other? You know, are you deliberately making something stupid because you thought of a combo and just want to see if it works? Is this a case of, oh, how many mines can I lay in a game with all of these saboteurs? How much healing can I do to keep this tank alive? You know, there's always those weaning into a meme things, but like, talk about it. Know what you're going to do. Whom these Star Wars games are a spreadsheet game that they're occasionally forced to play on a table. Yeah. And there is no right or wrong way to play, but it it's like I say, it's there's nothing you can do at the event 
if that to make it what you want it to be if that's what they are doing so what right. you need to do is give them another outlet for that to see if that changes it because currently sure. if that is their only outlet for legion they're going to continue to take the fun stuff to have fun whilst you're trying to take your good stuff to have fun because you want to have fun in a tournament they want to have fun playing legion right so run a league do some get um all of the weird and wonderful missions play play dying organite on a, a thursday i don't know you know yeah we uh, finally got leagues going again for x-wing and they've been a, a great palate cleanser locally yeah that are i mean if, if it's just going to be a casual tournament just let it be a casual tournament i i suppose no, but like it, it so, but the, so the problem with that, that alan is that that takes away from a 25 percent because if 25% of people want a real tournament, making your monthly events more casual takes away from that. And I've done it right. when I was running X-Wing stuff. I've run at a monthly. I've changed it to an epic game day. So like once a year, we won't have a monthly tournament. We'll have an epic game day. It might be doubles right. playing epic over two rounds instead of three. Yeah. Uh, like, well, occasionally. Why? So uh, especially after the the tournament so december we had eight people but pretty much every other time it's been four people or six people um there's been a couple times it's like hey do we just want to play a doubles and it's just like like, okay we'll play a doubles i'm gonna still i i brought my trip my tempest list so i'm playing tempest doubles here we go you know but yeah i I don't know but again that speaks to what i mean where yeah. most people are just like, yeah, the, like this is just a scheduled time to play Legion. So yeah, uh, it it sounds like people are coming out to your Legion game day, not coming to your Legion tournament. Sure, which is fine. Yeah, and maybe I mean, it I just means that you, Legion. you have to play on TTS more against random opponents you find online because the people you play on TTS will obviously care about playing Legion. Sure, and mm-hmm. maybe it maybe it sucks, but like. That that might be a reality, and there's nothing wrong with acknowledging that you and your locals might have different goals in the game. That's fine. Yeah. Right. I I guess I play the game to, to, going all the way back around. I play the game because I enjoy Star Wars. Um, I enjoy the mechanics of Legion, and I like to try hard. I like to try and be the best. I try to improve my craft, as as it were, of of playing legion yeah so anyone got anything else we can kind of round it out at four hours seven minutes i don't know (laughs) (laughs) it's only three and a half don't worry about it um no yeah well in that case we'll uh, wish zach a happy birthday happy birthday zach don't be blind go have fun or not you know play play the game for whatever reason you want man (laughs) It's a fun game. Play it for however you want. It's fun.